Blog Talk Radio. pretty much means that the 2014 NFL season is officially over, and this will be the last Madden voice for this season. When we come back, uh, we'll pretty much be looking forward, whether it's free agency, whether it's the draft, um, whatever it may be when when we return. um, That's what we'll be focused on. So we are putting the bow on what was a magnificent NFL season, 2014 NFL season, with uh, the New England Patriots uh, being uh, once again, and I say once again because, you know, this is Brady's fourth um, Super Bowl and uh, Brady's sixth appearance. And, uh, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. So back on top of the mountain after they lost two in a row to the Giants, um, great game. And um, they are the champions until next season. And we'll see what happens. But what an NFL season, though. I, you know, uh, and what I really want to do for you know tonight is talk a little bit about the season, our takeaways, and some flashbacks to what we went through. I'm going to talk about free agency, and um, maybe just look at the top ten free agents and what we think may happen to them. Um, I thought about looking at the draft, but it's just a little too early for that. So we're not going to look at the draft. And in review, I know uh, JB um, did coaching changes. So just kind of summarize just the head coaches and our thoughts on, because now I believe every position has been filled. So we'll take a look at that. So this may not be a traditionally long show. Our our shows traditionally go two to three hours. This one um, may only go about an hour when I look at the material, but that's okay. Every show doesn't have to be uh, two and three hours long. It's quite all right. Um, you know, and, and then after that, um, we'll say goodbye to this season. Uh, the Madden Voice will probably take a couple few weeks off, and uh, maybe before the end of February or the beginning of March, somewhere in there, we'll come back. And uh, probably beginning of March, right around the time free agency starts, uh, we'll come back and take a look at what we think is going to be happening with free agency. I expect it to be um, very exciting when you look at the quality of the free agents in this off season, um, it, it's very exciting to see uh, who's going to resign and who's going to end up going elsewhere. 
Um, and then you have players like Ray Rice out there um, and others. You know, you just wonder, you know, are they going to end up getting signed? So it should be a very exciting offseason. K-Star will not be joining us tonight, so um, we want to uh, wish him well. Um, it's just, you know, new dad and a lot of stuff going on. But I am pleased to announce that K-Star will be returning to the Madden Boys. You wanted me to wanted to make sure that I announced that K-Star. Um, and I'll be honest, I really wasn't sure if K-Star would be back. I thought, you know, being a new dad and all of that, that maybe he would just say, you know, guys, I'll call in every once in a while, but um, I'm not going to do it. But uh, we've built a family here, not too, not too different from what's going on in Dallas with Jason Garrett and Tony Romo and DeMarco Murray. Uh, Des Bryant, there's a family over there. And when you have family, sometimes it's hard to just walk away. So I'm really pleased to say that K-Star will be returning 2015 season and joining uh, me um, at Madden Voice. And we still got to hear from JB and, and Dr. Train on their future plans. I'm optimistic, though. I think these guys ain't going anywhere. And speaking of, uh, Dr. Train will be late, but he will be joining us. But the other host, the guy who shares my last name, uh, from Bristol, Connecticut, now living down in the ATL. Even kill brother. Not 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 hard. Uh, excuse me, hard to rob. But once he gets going back up, train calls him the voice of reason. I just call him my younger brother, JB. Welcome to the Madden Voice. BT, appreciate it. Glad to be here. Glad to put this bow on the season. Um, um, it's always bittersweet for me, you know, it really is. I ain't going to lie. Every year when we come to the end of the season, um, I so enjoy doing the show. And so many times I've thought, do I want to keep going or not? And, uh, um, you know, I always decide to keep going. And it's bittersweet because we end a great, great season. So on that level, I agree with you. Um, but, you know, no more football. Football's it. It's gone. And, um, you know, we'll be doing less shows. And, um, you know, it's, 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 I ain't going to lie. It, it, it gets a little hard for me. I'm, I'll, I end up missing doing the show, you know. So, um, but that said, a lot to talk about tonight. And um, so, you know, I don't know, Jay, if you've had time to reflect, but I thought we would start with kind of some end-of-the-year reflections, you know, just just – you know, some takeaways. And I, I've got a few I can get started with. Um, and, I, and I, you know, as I thought about these, I, I'll put my Cowboy stuff separate because I have a lot of Cowboy reflections, but I'll, I'll do those second. But um, so when I think about 2014 um, and, and this season, these are just random thoughts that I had. Um, you know, RG3 is looking like a complete draft bust. He's just looking like the next uh, – Matt Leinert, um, you know, uh, there's others that that I could name, but um, with the the other guy that played for Notre Dame, I could see his face. Um, Are you talking about Brady oh Quinn? God. Brady Quinn, there you go. Another Brady Quinn, you know. Um, he just, I just, I don't know that this guy's ever gonna be a franchise quarterback. I don't see it. He had one, he had a good rookie season, and he can't get his, he can't get his stuff together. And, you know, when you hear that, the media guide and all that stuff, it comes out for 2015 and he's not even mentioned. You got to wonder, the guy who's going to be a Redskin next year. You know, you got mm-hmm. you to wonder. Um, mm-hmm. 
some other random thoughts. Um, Javion Clowney was like the hottest thing coming out of the draft, and uh, he's having microfracture surgery, and a lot of players don't come back from that. And if they do, they're not the same. But it's unusual to come back and be at top strength after microfracture surgery. So you just got to wonder, you know, how's his health going to be? And, you know, wonder if he was at top speed and playing at the level that people thought he could play that play at. Can you imagine how that would have impacted Houston's season? Because J.J. Watt was already a man-child without him. I put him in at what we expected. Hmm. Could have been. Could have been something. Um, another random thought. Josh Gordon is an idiot. I'm sorry, I don't think everybody out there heard me. Josh Gordon is an idiot. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? There you go. Josh Gordon, idiot. Um, Another thing I learned about this season, keep your record above 500, you've got a shot. You, you, you certainly doesn't hurt if you can get to 11 and 5, 2 and 4, but, but keep yourself over 500 and you've got a shot. You've got a shot to make playoffs. You know, remember when the, the Seahawks were 3 and 3 and then 6 and 4, and then they went on their run? And I remember the Patriots losing 41 to 14 to the Chiefs, and uh, they went on their run. So, you know, first several weeks of the season, just at least get to 500 and stay there while you're gelling and, and working things out. And you've got a shot because the one thing we saw this season was parity. A lot of teams were still mathematically alive for the playoffs late into the season. So um, keep that in mind. Um, I think the Patriots' legacy will forever be tainted. I don't think they will ever be spoke of in the same light as the 49ers, the Cowboys, or Steelers dynasties. I don't think it will ever happen. I think that the uh, deflate gate, no matter what they find out, Combined with uh, Spygate, um, the, the, the uh, formation that had the ineligible receiver, um, I just think that their reputation, it, it will never be the same. Even if they come out and find nothing from Deflategate, I don't think, I think the Patriots are doomed. They're doomed. Um, Drew Brees had a wasted season. You look at his stats, he had MVP-level stats. For what? Just a waste. It's a shame. He threw for 4,700 yards. The quietest 4,700 yards I've ever heard of. I believe it was like 33 touchdowns and 17 interceptions, something like that. 68% completion rate. I mean, guys have numbers worse than that and have won MVP. So, just a complete wasted season. Um, Right now, if you look at the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, I think it may be the best crop of quarterbacks in my lifetime. I mean, when you can talk about the four best quarterbacks and not have, um, you know, Andrew Luck in there, not have, um, you know, heck, some people wouldn't even, maybe not now, but, you know, if you if you think about the four horsemen, and for those of you who haven't been following the Madden voice, four horsemen, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know, you can look at the next – Look at Tony Romo. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. Look at Andrew Luck. Um, you know, the way Cam Newton played down the stretch. Uh, Russell Wilson, 
You know, um, there there is just a a crop of pretty good quarterbacks out there. Um, maybe the best group I've ever seen. Pretty good quarterbacks out there. Um, random thought: No job security. You wouldn't have thought John Fox would be um, out of there. No one saw that coming. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, we probably saw coming, but Jesus Christ, the guy had an incredible record of four years. He was there since like 49 wins in four years, something like that, and he's out of a job. And uh, the super the super uh, offensive guy, Mark Trestman, gone after two seasons. Gone. So those are my random thoughts. I'll do the Cowboys stuff in a minute. But, Jay, do you have any random takeaways, just you know, anything from this season? Yeah, um, I think with this season, and I think you had mentioned it sometime, I think, around week six or week seven, the unknown is what's known. And I think that really summed up the whole year because week after week, you never knew what you were going to get. I think another thing that comes to mind is how competitive we thought the NFC South was going to be going into the season and just seeing how putrid it actually turned out to be. Um, another thing that comes to mind is the Cardinals. We we here on the Madden Voice had them at least vying for a spot to, uh, to take down Seattle for that NFC West. And to go from a, a solid number one and then barely hanging on and becoming, uh, well, there are five, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that I don't think anyone saw coming at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, one thing that I that I realized that I didn't see coming was actually flip NFC South to AFC North and how competitive that division became, where all four teams leading up into I believe as late as Week 14 were over 500, and you don't see mm-hmm. that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, that definitely comes to mind because everybody I know, K-Star especially, but you know, the three of us had our eyes on that division just because of the competitive nature of it. Um, it, it was a great season, probably one of the best ones in recent memory. And to see the, the individual work, obviously, with Marco Murray, I'll let you take care of that. And uh, just seeing the performance on the field and, unfortunately, what happened off the field, too, uh, grabs more attention than what we wished it would. So those are really my my highlighted takeaways from the season. Overall, great season. Okay. Uh, I believe we have Dr. Train, and because um, we're mid topic, I'll just I'll just he's going to get the abbreviated version. But uh, EAFL EAFL uh, Super Bowl one winner, the man with the philosophy, Dr. Train. Welcome to the Mad Voice. What's up, team? What's up, JB? What's up? So we're just doing kind of random. That's okay. We're just doing random takeaways from the season, just reflecting on the season. Um, and I I didn't do my Dallas Cowboy takeaways yet. I'm I'm going to do that in its own category. But just random stuff. You may have heard a few of mine, a few of Jay's. Um. You know, just just random takeaways from the season. I will add one, and Jay kind of made me think of it, but I have said for years, quarterback and head coach, um, 
the two most important positions on that on that team. And whenever I pick a game, if I'm up in the air and it's a pick em, I look at who the quarterback is, I look at who the head coach is, and whoever has the head, that's the team I go with. And thus why I picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. But the other side of that a little bit is the Cardinals as well, as Jay mentioned. Um, no real quarterback after Carson Palmer went down. I mean, you could say Stanton, but I know he got hurt too. But, you know, Carson Palmer is at least a quarterback who's been to the Pro Bowl. Um, and their head coach to me, while he is a good head coach, I think the mistake he made was too much Super Bowl talk, too much of the you don't want someone else dressing in your locker crap. You know, every other coach talks about week-to-week, day-to-day, play-to-play, moment-to-moment, and this guy's already putting way too much pressure on his team um, early on. And even when um, Carson Palmer went down for the season, he's interviewed, and he says, oh, yeah, I believe we can win a Super Bowl with you, Stan. This guy hadn't even taken a snap yet, you know, in, 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 in you know this season, and you're already talking about winning a Super Bowl with him. So I think we saw – quarterback and head coach, you know, when you look at uh, Pittsburgh and, and Ben now in his groove, and we were talking about Tomlin getting fired, but you know what? They got on the same page and the Steelers look better. Of course, talk about Dallas in a minute, but Jason Garrett and uh, Tony Romo on the same page. and You know, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy and, you know, um, it really Bill Belichick and, and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady versus Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. If that right there doesn't make my point, then nothing will because we saw what happened in the Super Bowl. So, um, random thoughts. Train, Dr. Train, any random thoughts about the season? Any random takeaways about as we put a bow on the 2014 season? As we, as we say thank you to the NFL uh, for giving us great entertainment for uh, over five months. It's now time that we end the season. And, and I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts or takeaways from the season. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, man. Talking about pure random, uh, it would be that guy. I understand he had an injury, but it was a bit disappointing not to see what impact he would have had, he truly would have had playing along with uh, J.J. Watt. Ding, ding, ding. We agree. I said that one earlier. You you weren't on the show yet, but I'm in full agreement. No, it's okay. We're in agreement. I said that exact same thing. It would have been interesting to see if he was at full strength and played to the level that he was projected to play at. Yeah. What would have, that what would that defense have looked like? I also added, because I also said one of the things now, I, I believe that RG3 is a complete draft bust. He had one, he had a decent rookie year, and he's done nothing since then. I think he's a bust. Um, and I wonder if Clowney is going to be the next draft bust coming off of Michael Farkas' fracture surgery. I wonder if he's going to be the next one that we were able to have the draft bust. Anyway, yeah, um, it's probably not all that, all that, all that random, but just, just the overall disappointment in Chicago. Uh, even if we still ended up five and eleven, just not to even be competitive in the games that we actually yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, even the, even the games we won, some, some of them, uh, there's a couple of them I felt like we were a bounce away from losing. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say uh, another would be to to not have a a, a surefire um, uh, a team in the in the NFC South. That was that was odd. So you'd have 
uh, Breeze and Matt Ryan and Julio Jones to come back for Atlanta and just everybody in that division struggled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jay, 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 Jay had mentioned that as well, that, that was we wouldn't have thought that. No one would have predicted that um, at the beginning of the season. And um, it's definitely, um, you know, to, to, you know to, 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 to think that someone at 7-9 and nine won their division and got into the playoffs, you know. Um, but, of course, they also won their first playoff game. So, you know, um, you know so, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I, well, the last um, thing I was going to um, just no bounce back for RG3. That was just, uh, I mean, none. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I fear that dude's career is, like, in complete jeopardy at this present moment. He's a bust. It's yeah. over. It's just, it's just over. It's over. Um, you know, he got benched. You know, I mean, I mean, it's over. Um, what are they going to do next year? I have no idea but it's over. He may get an opportunity to play, but there's no fear. There's no fear factor. Um, he is not the next coming of Michael Vick. Um, he, he, he's, it's, just, it's, it's over. Whatever happens to him will be short-term. Um, it, it, it's, just, it's over. Um, I also think yeah. we would be remiss to not mention Roger Goodell and the scandal side of the NFL um, and how polarizing yeah. – you know, Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson. Um, we hear about Greg Hardy today um, and and uh, that whole debacle of now they're d- dismissing the charges because the, the, the beat-up girlfriend won't go and testify, so they have no choice but to dismiss the charges. But I guess there's previous testimony of what happened, she, or she had a statement or something, so NFL's trying to decide what they're going to do with Greg Hardy. I mean, this this whole this whole conduct, personal conduct policy and conduct detrimental to the team really like is front and center now. And you know, with uh, Joe Randall out Dallas, an alleged domestic dispute and all of that now, and he had this underwear and cologne back during the season and. You know, and you know there's a reason. If brother's stealing underwear and cologne, there's a reason. I, I don't think I, – I think the punisher should have said, yeah, we're going to take you home to your lady and explain to her that you stole underwear and cologne and then leave him there and let her deal with him because you know why the brother stole some underwear and some cologne. I'm just saying. This is pretty clear. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, I, 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 I'm just going to say it just makes me – I said it just makes me question um, – you know, does they really want to help these guys in this league? You know, or is he really just burying them? You know, when you look at all of this stuff, when you look at Josh Gordon, who I think is a complete idiot, now suspended for another year. When you look at Johnny Manziel going into rehab, um, you know, and and you wonder what kind of problems he had, you know, during the season and all of that, and. I, you know, I think the NFL still has a long way to go when they look at make policies around some of this stuff. And I just hope that we won't get any more knee-jerk reactions like what we got from the Ray Rice issue. I hope we don't get overreactions like I think we got from the Adrian Peterson issue. My opinion, I think it's a, a complete overreaction. Um, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully we can get ahead of some of these issues and as they develop, handle them a little bit better. Um Anyway, 
Um, just a few cowboy takeaways. I wanted to do them separate because I'd have to say, with all due respect to Arizona, um, Jason Garrett, as I said before, should have been coach of the year. And I think for success, there was no bigger surprise than the Dallas Cowboys winning their division and getting the three seed in the playoffs. I think you could say um, Saint, or, uh, the New Orleans Saints tanking was a big surprise. But I think when you look at surprise teams, you've got to put Dallas near the top of that list. No one saw this coming. No one expected that. And, you know, random thoughts, they're the fourth youngest team in the NFL. So the draft is working. Um, They didn't draft Johnny Menzel. They didn't draft um, Shazier, who's in Pittsburgh now. Um, They solidified their offensive line. Um, Murray defied all odds. Random thoughts. How many times did we on this very show question whether Murray could carry the ball 400 times? What's going to happen when DeMarco Murray gets hurt? Um, they're relying on DeMarco Murray too much. Tony Romo can't he can't win the game if Murray's not there. And all this stuff that we've talked about and other shows talked about. And Murray said, oh, excuse me, guys, y'all keep arguing. I'm just going to keep running the ball. And he carried the ball 392 times for 1,845 yards. So um, hats off to DeMarco Murray. Um, Don't forget the 57 catches, too. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't forget that. I'm more impressed with the the rushing total because I'm more impressed with that than the the catches. Catches are certainly important and helpful, but, you know, the the 392 rushes for a guy that – you know, routinely, I mean, I, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe this is the first season that he's played 16 games. True. So I'm, I'm just in awe that he was healthy enough to do that and played with a broken hand at the end of the season. I mean, um, Romo is playing at his best, finally. And for all the naysayers who say it's because of Marco Murray, I would defy you to go back and listen to Tony Romo's preseason interview. And he told everyone at the beginning of the season that he was going to play his best football, the best football of his career. He said that at the beginning of the season. Before any, before any game, he didn't play a lot in preseason because of his back. But before the game, before the very first game, he said, with my experience and, and what, I, what, I, what I know I can do and what I've learned moving forward, I'm going to, be, I'm going to play my best football. And this season will be my best, my best season. And he went out and did it. So, you know, everyone can blame and say, well, of course he did it. He had Murray back there. Well, you know what? Nobody knew that Murray was going to do what Murray did in September. Nobody knew that. And yet Romo was still saying, here's what I'm going to do. So got to give Romo credit. Got to give Jason Garrett credit. He had a plan and he stuck to it. And if you watch Jason Garrett's very first press conference back in 2000, I think it was 2010, when he became Cowboys head coach, and you listen to his last press conference now, they're almost identical. He hasn't changed his demeanor. He hasn't changed his approach. He hasn't changed his style. He has preached a one-step-at-a-time process. And you know what? These guys have bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. So you want to bring a guy down, pick him back up when you realize that he was right, and he was right. And uh, my last takeaway, not really a takeaway, but I feel like I need to say it. we talk a lot about wide receivers. We talk about who's the best and 
you know, of course, Des Bryant, Calvin Johnson, Antonio Brown, Demarius Thomas, you know, there's some studs out there that come to mind. And depending on who you ask and who their loyalty is, you get a different response as to um, who's the best wide receiver in the game. I'm here to tell you that next year, Des Bryant will be universally recognized as the best receiver in the game. Everybody will say it. It'll be one of those things. It'll be one of those times where you're they're interviewing Calvin Johnson, and Calvin Johnson says, "Well, you know, Des is the best in the game." Then you know he's arrived. So next year, Des has Demarco had his coming out party this year. Des is gonna have it next year. Des and, and mark my words. So I gotta say, mark my words. Cowboy stuff. Um, let's talk free agents, and let's talk our opinions on. According now, these this list is according to the New York Post. So, yeah, everyone has an opinion on who the top free agents are. I use their top ten free agents. And um, first free agent, who I didn't know was a free agent, um, uh, Justin Houston, free agent with Kansas City Chiefs, outside linebacker, broke. I'm sorry, didn't break. Almost broke Michael Strahan's single season rack, uh, sack record. So the guy can play some football. Um, is he, does he stay with the Chiefs, or does he field offers and go elsewhere? Do either of you have an opinion? I think um, he stays. So I think I think he stays. I, I think that thing with him being the anchor of that defense, and if they can just get a, a solid play from the quarterback position and maybe another weapon or two, they can they can vie for a title in the West. But I think he stays. Okay. Do you think he stays yeah. or goes? Stays? I I the same. Uh, that defense, uh, you know, we recognized that team even last year for its defense. And uh, this year that was still the strength of that team. So I, I don't – you don't let a guy that, that gets – that knows how to get to the quarterback away. Well, I don't agree with that. I, I don't agree with that general statement because it happens all the time. Um, they, they, sometimes you can't afford them. Um, um, but I agree that, you know, um, they should keep them. But sometimes these guys, you know, in the NFL, when you get into your second contract after your rookie contract, that's when the money comes in. This guy's getting into a second contract. So, but I, I would expect him to stay um, with the numbers that he can command in free agency they're probably going to have to franchise tag him. For anybody out there who doesn't know, franchise tag guarantees that you get paid um, an average of the top five salaries at your position. So whatever the top five are, they average them, and that's what you get for that one year. So, you know, it's not a bad deal, but, you know, when you're 26 years old, you don't want a one-year deal. You want a five-year deal or a four-year deal. So that that could be a problem for him. But, um I, I think they I think they're gonna end up franchise tag. That's what I think. Uh number two. Donkey Kong Sue. <laughs> God, that's so funny. <laughs> Donkey Kong Sue. Um defensive tackle with the Lions and everybody knows, you know, his on the field production at that position is superb, but you know, he has had some on-the-field issues. And, um, 
do we think the Seahawks are going to bring him back? Uh, your division train, what do you think? Uh, mm-hmm. Seahawks, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lions. I just realized I said Seahawks. Lions. Um, I think they will. That dude is still arguably the best to tackle in the league. Um, and if they feel that uh, Caldwell can get him more under control, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's the centerpiece of that defense. Yeah. JB, you agree, disagree? You know, actually, I disagree. I think he's going to walk, and I think there's going to be too much money that he's going to command for the Lions to be able to keep him. I think it'll be more of dollars and cents reason as to why he goes than anything else. Uh, yeah, he's definitely the anchor of that team, the anchor of that defensive line. I just think he's going to cost the Lions too much for them to keep him. I think uh, I think this is another situation where the Lions um, are going to franchise him. I think that, um, and, and according to what I'm reading, um, they, they are saying that they are that they're going to use a franchise tag on him is what they're saying. Um, which you know, to be frank with you, may be smart because you're only you're only giving up a year, and this guy's so volatile. Why would you want to sign him to a long term contract? So. Um, I have a feeling he's going to be there for one more year, and then he's going to be out of there. Um, number three, the guy who I think is more like the number one um, draft, uh, or I'm sorry, free agent, uh, Des Bryant, Dallas Cowboys. JB, what do you think? You know, you mentioned franchise tag. I think that's what will happen with Des Bryant. Uh, I don't see him. I can't see him without the star in the helmet. So, at the very least, franchises, they can't get the deal done. And with their cap situation, I think putting the tag on is the best thing to do. Okay. Dr. Chang. He stays by any means necessary. Yeah. Um, he will definitely be a cowboy next year. Franchise tag is an option there as well. And... Um, if they can't sign, if they sign, when Murray's on this list too, some of this will depend on what they do with Murray because both of these guys can't get long-term contracts. The money's just not there. So someone's going to need a franchise tag and someone's going to get a contract. And so we're going to see how it plays out. But I feel very confident that – Jerry jo- Jerry Jones isn't going to let Des Bryant go. He's not. I mean, he's been regretting for a long time that they didn't draft Randy Moss. And um, so now you've got, you know, Randy Moss 2.0. <laughs> you know, you ain't going to let him go. You're not going to let him go. You shouldn't let him go. All right. Next, Demarius Thomas with the Broncos. Uh, uh, JB? You know, this is going to be an interesting one. I I, I believe he stays. I think with um, regardless of what happens with with Peyton coming back or not coming back, I, I think he stays. But I do think if there's an asterisk to put next to one, this might be the one to watch. Okay, Doctor Train. Yeah, I don't think he goes anywhere. He's definitely Bronco next season. Um, I agree. I think he's going to be there, and I, and I do think it's going to be interesting. Um, 
because I, I, you know, what's Peyton Manning going to do? You know, so it is going to be interesting. All right, next, free safety, Super Bowl champion. Um, what's their name again? The Cleveland Patriots. Free safety, Devin McCourty. You know, anybody on the Patriots who's a free agent, I think you have to acknowledge that they could all be gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yep. and and and, I'll, and 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 frankly, um, you won your Super Bowl. Now let me go make money. <laughs> you know, I've got my Super Bowl ring. I'm gonna go make money. And if a team like the Jaguars or you know some of these teams with all this money underneath their cap room, the Raiders come calling, why not? I got my Super Bowl ring. So now I'm not playing for the Super Bowl anymore. I'm playing for my pocketbook. So, my opinion. Yeah, I, I, that um, move would totally up to Devin McCourty on how much money he wants. I, I I think the Patriots will make him a contract, draw up something, but um, it'll be totally up to him. Okay, JB. You know, I, I agree with what you said. I think anybody that's a free agent. Uh, there's a good chance that they could look elsewhere. The reason behind it, I differ a little bit because they've been known to cut players uh, if it's a cap issue or if they feel like they're just about to regress or any reason. It seems like they can think of any reason to cut somebody. So I will say I think he's coming back, but this too will be one to watch. Maybe not as close as Demarius Thomas because he's not a, a big household name like he is, but I put the asterisk next to this one just because of how the Patriots operate. Yeah, but the Patriots also, I mean, I mean, guys also leave the Patriots too. It's not always just them exactly. looking to clear cap. That's why I said that, you know, especially now. I mean, if you've got your Super Bowl championship um, and you played any amount of time in this game, your stock is at its highest, you know. So, um, all right. Uh, number six, Greg Hardy, who had the Chargers drop today. Um, will he be a Panther next season back to train? I think he'll play. I, I, I don't think he'll be a Panther, though. I, I just, just one of those situations where somebody will take, somebody will, 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 will take a chance on him. You know, he missed quite a bit of football, but I don't think it'll be Carolina. Okay. JB? I agree 100%. Can't add anything else to it. I think he's up for a suspension. And a suspension without pay, unlike his last suspension where he still made um, he still made his $13 million annual salary. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I think because of the testimony of the victim, and how brutal his alleged assault was, I think he's going to be suspended. And then when he comes off suspended, he's going to need to find another team to play for. I think he'll be able to play pretty well for that other team, but I think that's how that's going to work out. JTT, New York Giants. JB, what do you think? No, I think he's going. I think he's going to go to another team. 
I, I don't see him in a Giants uniform next year. I, I would be I'd be surprised if he were to be uh, or if he were to stay with them. So I think he goes. All right, Dr. Trey. Yeah, I agree, man. I just think it's just the end of the line for that one. You know, they they haven't. They, they, it don't seem like they're all in on him. It seemed like they were still yeah. waiting. You didn't get a dominant since you really didn't get a dominant season from him last year. I think the Giants would be looking to move on. We agree. I have nothing more to add. You guys both covered it. My thoughts exactly. Demarco Murray. And let me throw uh, just a sidebar into the Demarco Murray conversation. Um, a lot of people, a lot of reports are coming out saying. The Cowboys want Adrian Peterson. So, throw that out there. Um, JB, you're a Cowboy fan. Murray comes back. You know, I would love for him to come back, but, I mean, you said it earlier when we were talking about Des Bryant. There's not enough money out there. And you look at those are the two high-priced free agents that you have on your team. You know Des is going to get the money, so that leaves DeMarco as the odd man out. It would be great to have them, but I just don't see it from a monetary perspective. Okay. Train. I think um, I think because of the the, the value uh, of Dallas success maybe placed more on the offensive line, uh, they won't shove out the money that he wants. I saw the contract that they offered, and – no, it's not worthy of, of what he of what he was able to do. If you any other running back gets stats like that in the league, and that's not the contract that you offer them. Um, well, let's be, let's be clear. The contract that they offered him was done at the beginning of the season. I, I get you, but still, I'm I'm just saying that's not it. it, it he he's going to want more than that, and I think yeah, now but, the average top back but, is but, like. But, but, but what your statement was, you don't offer him that kind of money. And my point is, they offered him that at the beginning of the season. He hadn't done anything yet this year, so that that contract was at the beginning of the year. Where they haven't they they, they there's there's they haven't you can't do anything until March, so they haven't negotiated anything yet. Um, so there were reports that he had a four year, sixteen million dollar offer on the table. That that's false. That was at the beginning of the season oh. before he had his mega year. So that's all. That's oh, clarifying. Not at a odd time. <laughs> What's that? I said that report came out at an odd time. Yeah, it did. It's people don't know what they're talking about, but that was the beginning of the year contract that he was offered. And um, uh, they decided to table the negotiations until the end of the season. And frankly, um, DeMarco, it worked out to his benefit because he now has yeah. a, a mega year. And now he's worth more than that. But at the beginning of the year, he wasn't worth more than that. That that was a fair contract right. at the beginning of the season. But now I agree with you. He's worth more than that. Absolutely, I agree with you. you um, you're talking about a top back. You're talking about anywhere between seven to nine million, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I that might. I I I I would go. Rank. I yeah, I would go six to eight, simply because, simply because for Murray, I don't I don't think. I don't think he's going to see more than seven million a year um, because mm-hmm. he has a he has a he had this this year was a phenomenal year, but it's one year. It's not Adrian Peterson. It's not you know other backs that have had two, three, four good years, Lashawn McCoy and others. It's one. Yes. It's an incredible year, but it's one. 
So I think his value be somewhere around seven, six, seven million. Um, I, you know, I've been really struggling with this because, like Jay said earlier, you know, and I think we've all touched on it. They had a lot of money to to, to pay all these guys, and that doesn't even. We're talking two offensive guys, Murray and and, and Bryant. That doesn't even begin to talk about the um, defense. You know, Cowboys have twenty three unrestricted free agents. Then we begin to talk about the defense. Doug Free, right, uh, right tackle, free agent. Mm-hmm. You know, so so there there are other players. You know, Rolando McLean, um, you know, free agent. So, but that said, something tells me there was a picture released. There was a uh, SMU college basketball game, and I want to say it was maybe four or five days ago. And there was a picture released of Jason Garrett, Tony Romo, and DeMarco Murray sitting together at this game. And just something tells me that Jerry is going to figure out a way to keep both of these guys. Something mm-hmm. tells me that he's walking around in the media saying it's going to be tough to keep them both, but not impossible. But something tells me that that – what they have built here, you know, if DeMarco could go to the Raiders or the Jaguars or whoever and get $8 million and stay with Dallas and get 7 something tells me he's going to stay with Dallas and take 7 That's my gut feeling. Something tells me that they come up with a contract that he can live with, that he's happy about. They lock him down for three to four years, franchise dead and move on and see what kind of money you have for the defense or for the draft. That's my gut feeling. But feelings are like earlobes. Everybody's got them. <laughs> Cute. All right. Number nine on our list, Julian Thomas, tight end for the for the Broncos. Um, played 13 games but had 12 touchdowns. And uh, certainly – you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Peyton Manning, but um, does this Thomas brother stay or does he go? Uh, uh, Dr. Tran, you go first. I think he stays as well. I think if you want any chance of, of you know, yeah, I mean, true enough, Peyton Manning has health concerns and he, you know, has to get cleared and get checked and everything, but you want to have everything in place for him. So I think this guy stays. And even still, um He's one of the top tight ends in the league, and there there aren't there aren't there aren't many. You know, there's not like there there's there's a bunch of them. You know, I can't I don't even know if you can really get to ten. So, yeah, I, I definitely think he stays. Okay, JB. Yep, he stays. You know, if if you really want Peyton around, that's a, a, a incentive to keep him. Keep bring back the marriage, bring back Julius. Yeah, he stays. I got to tell you guys, I think he's gone. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Um, I, I think that – I think this is going to be I, – I think this is just going to be a casualty of the cap. I just don't think they can afford him. This is a guy as a tight end who caught uh, 12 TDs in 13 games. I think the money out there for him is going to be insane. And um, I think he's gone. And and if you have a choice between Julian and 
Demarius. I think you're going to go for Demarius. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, Julius, I think I called him Julian. Uh, Julius. So, this is a situation where I don't think they're going to have the money to keep him. I think they're going to franchise tag Demarius, and I don't think they're going to have the long-term money that this guy is going to want. So, I could be wrong. And you might say to me, well, how does that differ over in Dallas? Well, there, there's just a different feel in Dallas that I don't get the sense there is in um, Denver. I mean, they just lost their head coach. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's you know, Peyton Manning's on the fence. There's nobody's going to come back and not pulling a, pulling a Brett Favre on us. So I got to go and think about it. Um, so, so there's a lot of uncertainty over there. And, and that's why I think he's going to be gone. I think he's going to go take the money and he's going to go. You know, and, and not for nothing, can you imagine – being a prime receiver or a prime tight end and playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Peyton Manning, and to have gone to one Super Bowl and got annihilated and then to not even make it to the conference championship the next year and not to have your quarterback not sure what his future is going to be. I mean, that has got to send feelings of uncertainty down the roster. And someone's probably whispering, you go ahead and get your money. Go ahead and get your money. So I'm speculating. I know, but that's what we do here on the Madden We speculate. <laughs> All right, last but not least, train this one's for you. Randall Cobb, Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, I know uh, Aaron Rodgers is great, but – I just think Randall Cobb is a very good compliment to Jordy Nelson. And I, I, I mean, he's a he, size, speed, everything. He just, he's just a very good compliment to Jordy Nelson. And I, I think they find a way uh, to keep him there. Okay. JV? Yeah, Train, you're right. I, I was echoing the same uh, type of thoughts as you as the one-two punch. And, and also, for whatever reason, maybe it's size and productivity together, but he reminds me of Antonio Brown a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why he, he just does. But he also epitomizes a Packer. I mean, he not only is a good receiver, a very good receiver, but he's also a very good punt returner. And for the size that he is, he's a tough little guy. And... Um, I know Aaron appreciates that. I know the Packer fans appreciate it. I can't see him in any other uniform myself. Uh, there are rumors that that he's going to test the free agent market. There are rumors of that. There are rumors that um, you know Seattle could be a spot for him. Um, but I tend to agree with you guys that while he may field offers, um, you know you were you were very close to going to the Super Bowl. And you were an integral part of that success with arguably the best quarterback in the game today. I, I and the Packers do have they do unlike the Cowboys who don't have a ton of cap room. The Packers do have a ton of cap room, so they could offer him a mega contract if they wanted to. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think I think he's gonna. I think he's going to stay. So, 
All right. And we won't we won't um talk about these, but there are others just to bring it back to speed so they can get ready when March comes around, keep an eye out. Jeremy Macklin, the Eagles, free agent. Uh Pernell McPhee, Ravens, linebacker, free agent. Uh Nick Farley, tackle with the Lions, the other tackle, free agent. Uh, quickly on him, probably gone because they're gonna want to keep Sue, so but um uh I'm looking at this guy's name, uh, Mike Ayupati. He is a uh, guard with the 49ers. Yep. And, uh, okay. I no opinion on that. I had to spend enough time trying to decipher his name. Jerry Hughes, defensive end with the Bills. Uh, Jason Warriors, Worlds, whatever. Offensive line. World, yeah. Yeah, him. Uh, Byron Maxwell, cornerback, Seattle Seahawks, free agent. Oh, man, yeah. Brian Beluga, offensive tackle for the Packers. Uh, Rodney Houston, center for the Chiefs. Isn't he um No, that guy plays for the Bengals, never mind. They look alike. All black people look alike. Brandon Flowers, cornerback with the Chargers. <laughs> Terrence Knighton, defensive tackle for the Broncos. Jay, would you like to explain mm. to everybody the connection to Terrence Knighton? That is our cousin. Oh yeah? Yes, sir. Wow. Through marriage. Through marriage. But he is our cousin. Through marriage. <laughs> His cousin is married to our cousin. Okay. Um, and uh, I am going to try to reach his cousin, who is our cousin, to see if we can get um, – I didn't do it last year because they went to the Super Bowl, but maybe this year we can go get uh, Mr. A.K. Potros, which really – uh, was never really his nickname, just for the record. Uh, I went and looked into this whole thing, and he was never called Pot Rose growing up, so um, he just ran. He just ran with it. But but anyway, there is a connection there. So um, Jordan Cameron with the Browns, um, free agent. Justin Forsett, who came out of nowhere and had a great year with the Ravens, free agent. Doug Free, Cowboys. Um, he ain't going anywhere. Free agent. Tory Smith. Um, Ravens wide receiver, free agent. So kind of gives kind of why I say we'll be back in early March to talk free agency again, or we'll be back before the free agency period begins, or maybe right at the beginning. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But it's going to be a very exciting free agency period. So, all right. Um Wanted to just kind of bring everybody up to date on the head coaching kind of carousel, and this way we all we all pretty much know, you know, I mean, all the positions have been filled now, and just you know want to remind everybody, you know, kind of how how it shook up. So the Falcons hired. This is kind of the most recent hire. The Falcons hire uh, the Seahawks defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. 
the Broncos hire Ravens offensive coordinator and Texans former head coach Gary Kubiak. Um, I believe Kubiak has some lineage to the Broncos from the past. Yeah, so there there was kind of an inside track there for Kubiak. Um, 49ers, this this is probably one of the more surprising decisions of the offseason. 49ers promoted their defensive line coach, Jim Tom Sulla, to their head coach. Over both their coordinators. Yes. Well, I think I'd have to go back and look. I think they let the defensive coordinator go because I believe they let him go because if he's still there now, he's working for his defensive line coach. (laughs) Okay. Um, Raiders hire Jack Del Rio. Bears hire John Fox. Broncos hire Gary Kubiak. Um, Jets hire Todd Bowles. And I believe now there's a lot of little, you know, updates we don't have to get into, but for head coaches, that's it. And I believe that's it. I don't believe there's any anymore. So, last thing I just want to touch on before I see if my co-hosts have anything. I told everybody this, wasn't going to be, this was going to be a shorter show. But last thing I want to touch on real quick is in a year where the Dallas Cowboys exceeded all expectations, in a year where the Dallas Cowboys finished 12-4, and four, tied for the best record in the NFL, um, you know, 10, I believe they had 10 people voted to the um, Pro Bowl and I want to say six or seven all pros, and even Charles Haley finally gets nominated to be in the Hall of Fame or gets voted into the Hall of Fame. Um, great year. If you can get past the disappointment of Des Bryant and the Packers, it was a catch. Um, great year. Now, there's a guy named Joe Randall who's trying to ruin that year. And I want to say one thing to Joe Randall. Shut up! Just shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. You'll be lucky to be on the team next year. Shut up. That's... Woo! All right. Um, guys, all I got. Short agenda tonight. Any uh, start with you, Dr. Train. Um, and, and what I said in the beginning, and you might have missed it, um, first thing I said was probably take a few weeks off and then come back on when uh, free agency begins sometime around there. Uh, K-Star has uh, already committed to be back next year, so he will be back um, and continue with the Mad Voice, I should say. Um, but, uh, Dr. Train, any final thoughts on the season, any final thoughts on football? And, and last but not least, you know, your future intentions, your future plans with the Madden voice. And I want everybody to know, I didn't ask anybody in advance other than K-Star volunteered it, but I'm hearing it for the first time just like everyone out there is going to hear it. <laughs> well, you know, it's not national news, but, hey, <laughs> well, it's just going to get this in the bud. Yeah, I'll, I'll be coming back. I know you had mentioned – we had talked offline early in the season, and you said you possibly would not come back, and you had gotten rejuvenated, you know, once we uh, had Eric on the show. 
And, and maybe you've gotten a, got a little rejuvenated before then, because I think I mentioned you. I think y'all heard you mention about coming back next season, even before then. Uh, but had you had you not came back, uh, yeah, I would have went back to calling you every week <laughs> <laughs> for at least an hour. You know what I'm saying? You might as well put that on your calendar. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, man. But yeah, so short. Yeah, I'm coming back, man. As far as the season, uh, we we hired, you know, what I consider a really good coaching staff. Even starting from our gym, we we got a we got a young guy, young mind. Uh, I'm always a fan of young minds. Heck, I'm a young mind myself in my own career. So, you know, just hoping to see. Um. You know those old school bears come back. Just the spirit of those old school bears come back. Where we got you know one of them solid defenses, and we'll figure out how to work it on offense. You know it, it, it's great to have a high powered offense, but you don't have D man. It's it's, it's hard for me to watch a game personally because I just I, I love defense. So uh, hoping to see that bounce back, and you know looking forward to a, another year. It'd be interesting to see. Um, uh, Todd Bowles with them sleepless, sleepless nights up there with New York, considering you're going to have to figure out how to stop Tom Brady. So um, still wishing him the best because he's a brother. So good luck with that one. You know, speaking of, I forgot Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills. Um, oh, yeah. Head coach. Forgot about that. Rex Ryan is with the Buffalo Bills, everybody. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, excellent. Excellent train. Uh, JB? Any final, final thoughts on the 2014 season and um, your plans um, moving forward with uh, the Madden voice? Uh, well, I'll work in reverse. Uh been an honor and been a pleasure to be on the show, uh, being side-by-side side at some points, looking you in the face with, with my big brother. It's been great, and hopefully I've been able to add to it the uh, the success of the show. So, uh, of course, I'll be back again, looking forward to another season. Um, that, uh, from a, a football perspective, just as a fan, I'm looking forward to how all the changes are going to shake out, the free agency, the changes of the coaches, and, and just seeing what's going to happen next. Who's going to be next year's surprise team? This year, obviously, with Dallas, who's going to be next year? And then, last but not least, at the beginning of the season, you know, to you dedicated the show to Pop, and uh, we, we definitely – had him in our thoughts and, and continue to have him in our thoughts each and every day. And we're going to continue that spirit. We're going to keep that going. So um, this show is for Pop and, and the shows to come, they're going to be for, for both our parents because of what they've done for us and what we are able to do in our lives because of them. So let's keep this thing going. Wow. Beautiful. 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 Um, you know, there's so many things I want to say and, um, I probably won't get it all out, but I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the best I can, and then I'm gonna I'm, when I end the show I'm gonna end it a little differently. But um, 
first of all, I'm thrilled that the foursome will be back together for another year. Um, I think we have something special, and it is, it is. I had a lot planned for this year, and you know, with the loss of of our father, it, it, I didn't get to dedicate myself to the show like I wanted to, and um, I think this coming year, a lot of the things I wanted to do last year, I'm going to implement for the show this year, and I, and I really think it's going to be a very special show. Um, uh, moving forward. So it's great that the four of us will be back doing this again. And I, and I, I just, you know, I, I think there's, there's bright things coming ahead. Um, you know, it is, it is almost sinful to love football as much as I love this sport of football. Um, it is, it, it, you know, I, I, I recall being on Facebook not that long ago and a friend of mine, a young lady friend of mine, who my brother uh, is very well aware of, we'll just we'll just call her Manchester, um, commented on a post, and she said, "Oh, who cares about football? Can't you? Can't we just all get along?" And I wrote underneath it, I said, um, "Men argue about sports, in particular football. It's what we do." And you know. It just came out, but it's so true. This this game we love, this game elicits passions. It is the number one spectator sport in this country. Um, one day might be the number one in the world. It it could it could take out soccer if given the right platform. Um, but you know, I'm ahead of myself. It's the number one sport. Uh, it is not baseball. It is not basketball. It is not soccer. Uh, it is not MMA. It is football. And we love this game. I mean, we live for this game. We eat, breathe, sleep football during the season. You know, Sunday is a marathon day of football. You know, you, you don't, you know, I see train had to go to church a few times and there were certain things that you just couldn't get out of. But for the most part, you know, football, when, when ESPN comes on at 10 in the morning, you're going to be sitting there from 10 in the morning until the, the the last post game show at maybe twelve one at night on Sunday and liking it and not caring and it won't even feel like you've been watching TV for fourteen fifteen hours because you got to see three pre and post game shows and three games. It just it we love this game and then back on Monday night and staying up late and then back on Thursday night we love this game and uh, I will miss you football. Uh, I can't. I, I I can't watch basketball. Although I did watch the UConn women smack down South Carolina last night. Nothing gives me the f- f- fulfillment that football gives me. I will miss you. Hurry back. I know that means when football comes, that means we're getting into fall and we're getting into the winter. Um, but hurry back. Uh, a lot of expectations about what the Cowboys will do next year, and uh, I'm anxious to I'm anxious to go ahead and and, and see it out. Um, and and. I want to share some things that we like to play on the show before we say goodbye. So check this out, everybody, because there's a few things we like to say on the show. We just uh, – the Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. You want to crown them? Then crown their ass. 
But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? We talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? No, no, no. You, you don't want me to go much further. Go right ahead. Ask your question. Vernon, Vernon just uh, it was something that I told everybody at the very beginning of the week. I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. And um, we, cannot make, we cannot make decisions that cost the team and then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. No. You know what? I, I, this is how I believe, okay? I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with ten people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> and that will be the last one. So that's it, fellas. That's it, guys. That's it, Madden Voice audience. The Madden Voice wraps up. Uh, another successful season. Uh, I believe this will be season. Wow, this I think this is our ninth season of doing the show. Holy cow! Ooh, no wonder I got so much gray in my head. Um, so listen, once again, I want to thank K Star, who's not with us tonight. I want to thank Dr. Trey, and I want to thank Brother J J B for helping us uh, put on a great show for the year. But most importantly, we can't do it with all our, without all our fans out there. Um, you know, all of the people that listen to the show, call into the show, send messages to the show, listen to the show on the podcast, you've made this a very popular show. I will promise you that this show is going to move up to another level um, for the upcoming season. We'll coast through the off season. We'll do some shows. One thing I will announce now, and I'm doing this next season, um, and I'll work out the logistics later, we will have more than one show a week. Um, the one show a week just isn't enough. There's too much to talk about, too much going on. There will be more than one show. I can't promise who will host, who will be on the show. I can't promise, but I will promise you that we will do more than one show a week. Um, next year we will have one show to talk about what happened and one show to talk about what's going to happen. We, we, we have matured and developed enough to where we now need two shows to do that. And um, we'll work out the logistics and – and who's going to host what, and who's going to do what, and we'll work all that out. But we, we have to do that now. That we, I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years, and for one reason or another, we didn't do it. Well, next season, count on it. Count on minimum of two shows a week, one show to talk about what happened, 
another show to talk about what's coming up. So that's one major change, and there'll be more. So stay tuned. So on that note, for Dr. Train, for JB, and for K-Star, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Madden Voice. And remember, here on the Madden Voice, all feuds are settled on the field. We'll be back in a few weeks, just about the time free agency starts to talk about free agency. Everybody take care. We'll talk to you in about a month.